Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Um, we're waiting on Tony Vitello to get here, Chad, and as he pulls up, the traffic just getting here uh, was rough. So, Tony V, if you're on your way, man, we, we feel your pain. We were on the way here trying to get here, and Chad was like, man, the traffic here today is unlike anything that I would have expected. We, um, it was a very nerve-wracking experience because at one point I tried to parallel park and there were three cars behind me and realized, oh, the spot is too small <laughs> for my vehicle. Then I had to go and find a gravel lot somewhere. Knoxville is, is packed. Uh, that's not going to change over the course no. of this weekend as more and more people are filing into town tonight and tomorrow morning. But, man, it's hard, it's hard to get around. So... Tony Vitello will join us coming up probably 10 to 15 minutes yeah. from now, which is good, Hutton, because we'll have a longer segment with Tony V here, and um, it'll definitely help our female viewership <laughs> for that segment. So we're always looking for ways to make sure we're bringing in the complete audience and whoever we can. Having Tony Vitello here on camera for a full 20, 30 minutes is going to help that. Let's, uh, let's dive into some of Sunday's top games, um, and then we will – go straight college football throughout. Jets and Packers is interesting. Green Bay's 3-2. and two. It's the worst record through five games for Matt LaFleur. That tells you how dominant they've been through the month of September since he got there, and even before he got there, quite honestly. Aaron Rodgers has a lot to do with that. But the Jets are trending up with Zach Wilson and the young playmakers making plays, and they're coming off a nice win last week. And... Green Bay's coming off the loss, coming back from London. Traditionally, you know, the team has the option. You're given the option on if you want to take the bye week. This is the first weekend of bye weeks. So you've got teams like uh, the Titans and the Raiders that are on their bye week early, 12 weeks after this. Other teams like the Packers could have decided, you know what, I'll, I'll take the bye coming back from London. They decided not to because it's so early in their season. So it's a jam-packed, fast-forward, you know, mega race to kick off this week where you come back a little jet-lagged. You know, you're tired. It's been a different environment. Um, energy burn. And you lost the game. Yeah. You know, and having made that flight, it's, you know, I've, we traveled overseas before. Um, traveled to Europe before. I was more jet-lagged on the London trip just because of the different itinerary that the Titans had at the time. And, you know, you're staying at this castle and... The practice is in this lawn this out back. I mean, this is a real first world problem, Hutton. And guys, we're getting the feedback again, so let's let's cut that out. Um, the the point being, staying at a castle, it, it could be it could be problem. a distraction, and then you get back and you have an energy suck, right? So I, I wonder if the Jets can pull the upset. I'm not predicting it. I didn't pick them ten minutes ago. I'm eager to see if the if the Jets can do it again with Robert Sala doing a really nice job he's one of like three coaches i think right now that can truly point you can point to and say 
Coach of the Year candidate. Dayball's at the top for me. Mike McCarthy's right there, too. Yeah. At 4-1. and one With, with what, a backup quarterback. Right. I think that he's done a really nice job. Um, but here are the Jets, all of a sudden, turning things around, and they've got their young quarterback back. Well, there's a reason the Packers are favored by a little more than a touchdown in this game. But not just the energy suck of all the travel. You mentioned the loss, but blowing the lead the way the Packers did. I mean, everything about that trip to London in the end was sort of soul-sucking for yeah. the Packers. Uh, so to come back and, and, and play after all that travel, it's going to be interesting. I think the Packers bounce back and figure it out in this game, and the Jets maybe come back down to earth just a little bit. Um, but it's going to be fun either way. Um, Ravens and Giants. We mentioned yesterday, Wink Martindale fired, and it, it due in large part to giving up big yardage, wasn't able to, to stop – Joe Burrow, the, the Bengals averaged 41 points per game against them in the two games last year. That was part of it. And they now are on the road. You've got Lamar Jackson in New York taking on the Giants, a team that is the, the talk of the league, the biggest surprise of the league to this point. And I, I think this is a tight game. I didn't pick this game, Chad, because I, I, I'm not thinking the Giants win the game outright. I think they can cover the spread. I think it's six or seven points. Uh, Ravens. Five and a half now. Okay. Ravens by five and a half. Ravens, I think, win this game. But this is one of those classic battles between Lamar Jackson and now Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator of the New York Giants. Yeah. I'm just mesmerized, Hutton, sitting here thinking, we could be talking about the five and one Giants. Good. After watching them in week one upset the Titans – the thought was, man, the Titans just lost at home to open the season to a really bad team. And if they can win against Baltimore at home, they're 5-1. and one. Yeah. And it's really remarkable just that entire division when you look at what the Cowboys have done with the backup quarterback, the Eagles, and the Giants. I mean, it would be a huge win. Uh, I'm also with you in the reason you did not pick them in your upset picks. I think the Ravens get it done. Well, so dating back to last season – Here's the X factor for Baltimore. And I know they lost their final six games last year after Lamar got hurt. But the X factor is Justin Tucker. He's 10 for 10 on field goal attempts from 50 yards and beyond from last year to now. He's also hit his last 61 field goal tries in the fourth quarter or overtime. He's just, there's not, a, I was going to say clutch. He's more than clutch, he's a guarantee. He's even like shrugging his shoulders to the crowd last week going, well, I hit one again. You know? I mean, in, in the uh, he says he gets nervous every time he's out there. It does not look like. Did that. you see where it was oh. like a centimeter off, dead center? Of yeah, it? It, was, it was so close to perfectly in the middle of both uprights. So the, the 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 way it was described in a tweet I saw was that kick would have been good if the goalposts were a half yard apart. That's insane. I mean, that's but yeah, he's he's ridiculous. Like that that's. Justin Tucker in this era that he's gone about his career, I really feel like he's going to be an interesting person to look back on because the gap is so big. I feel like between him and the next best kicker right now, right? Yeah. There hasn't always – every era has had good kickers at the top, but the separation between Tucker and the excellence at his position is a real separator. Um, Cardinals on the road against the Seahawks. Chad uh, – I, I think the Seahawks win this game. They're the underdog. How'd you Gino, say it? Wrong team favorite? Wrong team favorite here. Uh, Geno Smith, he's completing a league best 75% of his passes. He's already thrown for 1,300 yards. 
nearly five times as many touchdown passes as interceptions. He has nine touchdown passes and just two interceptions on the season. The Cardinals are good, not great. They, they really need DeAndre Hopkins back. He's back next week. This is the last game without him, and I think that's a major factor for Arizona in this game. I also think this game's a shootout. I think it's going to be a, uh, a quarterback play that we're going to look back on and be like, man, fantasy football guys are going to be locked in on this game based well, it, on the quarterback play. It's, it's a divisional matchup between two, two, and three teams, too. So just mathematically, it's a big game. Obviously, head-to-head the division, but both of them looking to get to 500 after this week, and especially for the Cardinals, Hutton, as you mentioned, get to 500 and know that you're getting big piece back in DeAndre yeah. Hopkins next week. Bills and Chiefs. Can't leave this one out, right? Uh, we'll see all the highlights from the playoff game. I can't wait to the sit The greatest this game. playoff game ever, as CBS is calling it, all week in the promos. A rematch of the greatest playoff game of all time. I think they're right. <laughs> Look, it's it, I, I, we try not to fall into the proximity bias it's if something final, just happened, a recency fourth bias. fourth quarter, man. But, I know overtime, but fourth quarter, we're just back and forth. You know, Gabriel Davis had a coming out party that night. Speaking of back and forth, this is the fifth time we've heard Rocky Top today, and that's really music to I'm people's su- ears. I'm surprised like it's not more. To everyone else, they hate hearing that. Um, yeah, I, I think it probably was the greatest playoff game of all time, too. I just like how we're so quickly removed from it, and it's already the, the greatest thing of all time. Well, there have been playoff games with great plays, yeah. right? Memorable, epic finishes. But the back and forth serve for serve that we saw from the two young quarterbacks that were now former MVP. You have an MVP favorite now in Josh Allen. And, you know, the Chiefs on that dynasty run. They didn't make it, but, you know, the dynasty run of the Super Bowl appearances and all that. This is awesome. And this can be for home field advantage to the playoffs. This can be one of those tiebreaker games. What was it? Um, Armando Salguero had a nice way of putting it. He said, one game is for the division, possibly. Another game is for the conference. Talking about Eagles and Cowboys versus this game between the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah, and if, you, if you're looking at it as a tiebreaker scenario, at least the Eagles and Cowboys, if they lose, can say, oh, we're playing them again. So, And that's our, our next game. I mean, uh, the Dallas defense against Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and their run game. Was averaging what 200 yards a game or whatever it was. This is going to be tremendous atmosphere on Sunday night. If the Giants are the biggest surprise so far this season, are the Eagles the team that we thought could be good, but has exceeded just how good they are? Well, right, like the Giants, no one was picking to be good, but yeah. Well, the Eagles though are so good that they're Super Bowl contenders. You know. There's a different level of that. I think most people say the Giants are a surprise, but they're not they're not at the level of the other four and one teams. Now, we can be wrong on that too. They've been good. Um, the Eagles are really good. Chance to be great this year. Really good, really dynamic. Efficient. Just efficient. Also, well just with her it's it's the it's the Lamar Jackson MVP year level of dynamic in terms of what they can oh, do as an offense. With two number one wide receivers. Two number one right, yeah, and add that, but also Hurts' ability to run. Yeah. He's not a Lamar Jackson runner, but he can do it. Yeah, it's it's really fun to watch. Well, and he's, I mean, they've got ten rushing touchdowns now in the season. They had four in the, the last game. I mean, they're, they get it. They're, they are very balanced. They're more balanced this year with the addition of A.J. Brown 
and last year it was it was if you stop their run you're slowing them down right now you can't they had no change of pace but they also haven't played the the Dallas defense it's hard to slow down Micah Parsons and company and that defense is good enough to get a few tur- turnovers in this game no doubt about it some people are picking Dallas to go on the road and win I'm not one of them I think Philly closes them here and then possibly we see you know Dak back a week from now and that's whenever I whenever they play Philly again we'll see the, the return serve at home in Dallas I'm rooting for chaos in this instance because, and for that, I mean, I'm rooting for the Cowboys to win and Cooper Rush to play great. Yeah. And then for Cooper Rush to be undefeated as the starter for the Cowboys, coming off a great performance against Philly, and then the Cowboys having to be left with an actual decision to make on Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. How about, uh, <laughs> so how about Armando's response yesterday when I said, so I, I don't think it's a thing. A quarterback controversy in Dallas. Now, if Dak Prescott comes back and he's not good, you know, he can't throw the football, grip the football, and they're going to leave him, then it becomes a controversy because you're winning without him. I said, but is is the Bailey, Bailey Zappi thing a thing in New England? He immediately. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. And Mac Jones is questionable, I think, officially for this game with his high ankle sprain, which means, I mean, let's read into that. Um, they're playing Bailey Zappi again, right? Yeah. And if he plays well again, they're, by the way, they're playing Cleveland on the road. He can keep this job. It's crazy to think. We've been looking at Cooper Rush as the possible guy to supplant the star the whole time, but it could be Bailey Zappi. Um, is is Tony walking in? Am I getting that right? He's close, yeah. All right. we, I think we can break. He's yeah. going to be Tony here. Vitello is about to join us here on site. Tony V. Tony V. He'll is, bring the energy. He's walking up here uh, and looking forward to it, Chad. Every time we talk to him, we, we talk – all kinds of sports with it. Sports and non-sports yeah. with Tony V. And he did a cool video for Chad, which we'll tell, tell you yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to talk to him about it off-air because I don't know that he wants it publicized okay. because uh, he doesn't want to be seen as taking one side of a Little League team over another. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. But he did a great favor for... Uh, Sorry, Tony. <laughs> well, he did a great favor for... If he didn't do anything wrong, he did a great favor for, a, for me for a relative of mine. It was participating awesome. in the Little League World Series. It was so, very cool. It was very cool. I would love to tell the world about it. I think he should want the world to know about it as well, but that's not the type of guy he is. Here's how I'll open the interview when we come back with Tony. Um, if the Florida game, his goal with Florida was to just not get arrested that weekend, what's the goal this weekend? To get arrested. <laughs> we'll find out. To get arrested. Tony Tony V, Tony Vitello joins us from Cool Beans in Knoxville, Tennessee, Alabama tomorrow. We're previewing this game all afternoon on Outkick 360. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. 
So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Big college football weekend, not just in Knoxville, across the country, but the game so far of the year. It's Tennessee, Alabama kicking off tomorrow. Center of the college football universe. We're here. Hunting right here. We cool made beans it. in Knoxville. We made it. Glad it's you're with us across the Outkick Network. With Rowan Hutton with you and Tony Vitello, Falls baseball coach, joins us on site here at Cool Beans. Um, your players hang out here a lot. I suppose so. That's why I've never been here before. But I'm, I'm glad I at least now can say I've been on location, and it seems like a heck of a place to hang out, but you got to know your place. Hey, I wanted to say thank you also. Uh, you did not want this publicized, but you sent a very nice video to a relative of mine, our mutual buddy Adam Warren, set it up, yeah. who was playing in the Little League World Series for Washington, D.C. I think you didn't want to you know, pick sides maybe, but sure. you went above and beyond and gave a minute-and-a-half video. Those kids loved it. And their awesome. parents, they watched in the locker room. They watched it before the next game. So thank you so much for that. Nice. That no, was very nice of you. Yeah, My, my pleasure. I enjoy watching you that. You didn't want to publicize it, but I'm going to publicize it for you. <laughs> thank so you. Good, thank good you. job with that. Well, yeah. I like watching those little guys. Uh, it's fun when you can watch baseball and there's not the stress level of being in the dugout and kind of having to make decisions and things like that. Well, and something you stressed in that video is just being a good teammate, right? I mean, that's so important at the, the youngest level. And I got to watch my my uh, my cousin on television playing Little League Baseball. But you get to see the interaction with other players in the team, which is really cool at that young of an age. Yeah, and you hate to separate sports, but with our sport, there's so much downtime. So you got to interact with your teammates and have some personality to you. And at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, why are you in this? And a lot of our guys are in this game tomorrow against Alabama to find out what they can and can't do. Can you beat who's been labeled the best? And uh, regardless of what you do, you, you at least know you challenge yourself to the ultimate max. And you want to do that with a guy to your left and a guy to your right that you consider a great teammate because you can trust them. And whether it goes well, you celebrate with them. And if it doesn't, they'll pick you up. Tony Vitello, our guest on Outkick 360, I love what you said about the Florida weekend where your goal is just to not get arrested. <laughs> what is, uh, hey, successful, by the way. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations on that. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we were the same. Yeah. Um, What's the goal this weekend? Yeah, well, that weekend, even if I wanted to get into a bar or get in anywhere, there were so many people, you couldn't do anything. But I was gassed out. It was a long day and an emotional day. Uh, and for this weekend, I just want to enjoy it. Uh, our guys are not going to do anything. Some of them worked out last week. They've, they've actually been invited to game day, so they'll go over there. And I just want them to soak this in because, as you guys said, we are at the epicenter right now of college football. It could be the game of the year. It could be the game of the decade. Um, so don't let it go by because you're busy with this or that um, w without just enjoying it. So that's what I'm going to do is enjoy it. Are you guys going to be on game day in some way? I, I think a couple of the boys are going to be asked to be interviewed. So my advice to them was make sure we got some guys who are somewhat well-spoken and kind of <laughs> put together some, some cohesive thoughts. But I think they're going to be in a section over there and maybe talk about a, an aspect of our team from last year. Very cool. Rising tide raising all the boats at a place. Uh, how much do you buy into that when you look at the success of your program, football now, men's basketball, women's basketball, go across the board? How much do, does each sport help the other? That, that's a 
ongoing theme right now. Um, the, you guys talking about it, and it's nice people recognize it. You don't know how big it is unless you're in the middle of it. And, you know, I don't say that abrasively or, or arrogantly. It's just there's a lot of little things going on with mentoring from coaches, uh, helping with recruiting, talking to certain recruits that are on campus that maybe have an interest. They love basketball. And meeting Coach Barnes is the greatest thing ever. Uh, taking them to a football game like the Florida game and seeing that electric environment any kid that we were here that we offered that weekend, they committed. <laughs> so yeah. thank you, Coach Heupel. So it's helping a ton. I'm looking forward to seeing how those relationships grow. Uh, but I- I'm telling you, it's helping more than you. Re- There's some things underneath that, that are a huge help. I feel like you're a guy who doesn't say no to much in terms of helping out other coaches or doing things for the school. Uh, do you find that other coaches maybe are reluctant to ask you at times to do things because they know you're going to say yes? And how do you balance that with a Rick Barnes, for instance, because he sure. seems like a guy who's probably going to say yes also. Yeah, I mean, he's a lot nicer than I am, and he's a lot bigger coach than <laughs> I am. But you don't know till you ask. And so one thing that we've said, and I'm speaking for our whole coaching staff, is come to us with an idea. Like, you got a charity event for our field. Ask us. Just realize we don't mind saying no. So if we can't right. do it, we'll tell you, because our obligation is to get this team in the best condition and be prepared for Vol Nation in the spring. And we don't want anything to interfere with that. But if there's a moment where I'm available outside of that or recruiting, then I'm trying to give back. I mean, this is the place that welcomed me and gave me my first opportunity. And then since we've been here, they've also been the group that has helped probably just as much as any coach on our staff. Vol Nation has helped lift our program up. What's been the key to the entire conference improving in baseball? It's it's not one or two programs. Right. The conference is, is, is up a shelf. The draft plays so much into our, into our sport, and that's the one thing where it's really different. And I think kids are seeing life in our conference might be better than life. Uh, Bill Miller from the Red Sox just spoke to our team about being a teammate. He was on that team that broke the curse. Yep, 04. Came down from 03. He's the one who got the hit off Mariano Rivero to kickstart the thing. And he just said, hey, I'm going to tell your guys, they got it better than some big league teams here. And our guys are spoiled. They're on TV. Um, The games are so fun to be a part of. And that's the same whether you're at Kentucky, our place, Georgia. Um, So the draft is a big reason why. But it's it's no doubt, undoubtedly, the baseball uh, separation between our league and other leagues is getting bigger. The gap. See, I would think minor league baseball would be complete hell 10 years ago on this like compared to being in Knoxville sure you know what I mean like now, I don't know how that wasn't a selling point before now no, for the conference I, I, one thing that happens is kids get emotional on signing day and they don't have a good grasp on what money is they're not in it to play the long game what's yeah. the most exciting thing now in defense of pro ball they've kind of recognized why kids like college and they've started to kind of introduce more of a college uh, aspect to their minor league system where they educate guys so um, you know, at the end of the day, we're all trying to help the guys reach where they're, we're trying to get, and this is a heck of a place to do it. And you can build a personality and a brand here. You you allow guys to be individuals, and, you know, they're, they're allowed to build their own persona through NIL and other things. You can sell T-shirts and do all kinds of stuff now that you weren't able to do. Yeah, I spoke with a firm that wants to help. Our, they, they want our team to be the first baseball team they interact with, and I think it's because... There's some personalities, the fan base. There's a good formula here for kids to come do that. And the way we recruit is we put a magnet out there. This is how we do things, and it's for some guys and it's not for others. But once they get here, I think we do kind of have that formula of 
you get to carve out who you are as a person within the umbrella of the team. And our fan base, so if you got a, must, a mustache that's goofy like Kirby or you're a real good player like Trey, they're going to adopt you and make you family. And um, I don't know that many other colleges can say they got a baseball fan base that will do that. If there's a successful player or players at any program that starts to have some NIL success after they build that brand on campus, does that help in recruiting for a player to maybe not go pro if they see that with a program and think, okay, now I can also offset some income with an NIL opportunity if I'm one of the best players in the country? Yeah, I'll speak in vague terms to keep it uh, <laughs> compliant. Right, yeah. Big league teams. I tried to ask it in no, vague no, terms I, to keep it compliant. Well, I, I appreciate it. It's a, it's a great topic, and not everyone knows which way to go with it, but big league scouts, major league scouts, were very nervous last draft. We're going to offer this kid 150. Is such and such school going to offer 75 or 100? And once they're a part of your team, it makes it a lot easier to talk about NIL as opposed to recruiting. And there's a lot of rumors and stuff out there on Twitter. I think the bottom line is for for our guys, when they're ready to go pro, it's time to go and go show what you can do. And a lot of those NIL numbers haven't gotten to large sums in college baseball like Twitter is rumoring around. It's helping guys fill in the gaps of, Hey, we got 11.7 scholarships. A lot of our guys are paying more than they're getting, and it'll help offset some of those things. When is that going to change, the 11.7? You know, it's interesting because they're talking about increasing the roster's size for us. I don't see how they increase roster without increasing money. But I think once they understand our sport is our sport, track and field is track and field, women's soccer is women's soccer, and now there's not a sport I could go down. It's not a big deal in college, and it's not on TV at times. So I think it's time to separate even softball, baseball. We both use a ball. We both use a bat. But there are so many differences, starting with how many pitchers you need. Um, so treat each one like a big deal. Yeah. Treat each one individually and address or assess, you know, what rules you need to have in place for each one of those is what I think. But, you know, ball fans like what I think, and everyone else <laughs> seems to think I'm, I'm a bad person. So. We're seeing some of that on Twitter, too, which, by the way, smart to not have a Twitter account for yeah, that reason. Thank you. you don't I, have to see it. I appreciate that. Um, um, by the way, do you care? That, that people hate you on Twitter. Um, if I, think, I think part of the the uh, it, it, part of the persona is you don't. Yeah, right? If it if it's loud enough, it'll get to me. And uh, there's certain things like what Jordan Beck did kind of solidified what people were making up. So if it's loud enough, it gets to me, and I, it's hard to ignore it. Your human nature, and uh, I don't think I'm who a lot of people think I am. I wasn't a very good player. Um, I don't want to go out on the field to argue calls. I want our kids to work hard and to be blessed with the opportunity to play and see if they're better than Alabama or Florida State or whoever we're playing. And if they're not, I'll throw BP to them the next day. But, um, yeah, I don't – I'm not in this to make enemies, but when the game starts, we're trying to win. And uh, I don't want to cheat myself or Vol Nation by not trying to go all in. I love what, it. What are people making up about you? What would be the biggest misconception out there <laughs> that, that you've heard, something that got loud enough that got back to you that you say, okay, that's just not true about me or our team? Yeah, I think a win-at-all-cost thing. Um, you know, there's other examples I'd like to throw out that involve specific players on our campus and stuff like that. But kind of the win-at-all-cost thing, and we don't, you know, double bird to everybody, and we don't care about anybody else. Um, you know, for me, when I first got the job, people would say, well, you're an SEC coach. This is big business. You have to win to keep your job. And my job is not to win. It's to develop guys. And if we do a good job of developing guys, then they're going to win games. But, you know, there's no win at all costs. I'm a big fan of Italy, Spain, Portugal. I've been to all of them. If 
if I'm not good enough to do this job, then I'll go over there and, and work in a, in a uh, you know, in a good restaurant, get some free food over there. You're not going to have to work. I think the verdict's probably in that you're good enough to do this <laughs> yeah. job based on some... some uh, I, I appreciate based that. Based on what you've done so far. Yeah, no, I appreciate <laughs> that. But the one thing I'll say about the SEC, the beauty of our conference, you're going to get your teeth kicked in. Unless your name is Coach Saban, hopefully there's an exception tomorrow. You're going to get your teeth kicked in and you're going to kick other people's teeth in. And be thankful you're in this deal because this is as good as it gets, our league. You know, I, you probably don't like the term villains, right, about your team, but it also... It does seem like your personality, your energy, your team, you allow them to have their own personalities, but that you're okay with it. You know, it's, it, it's, it's about your, you and your team, and not necessarily what other people think, but you embrace that fact that others may not like you. Sure. And no, and if villains means we kind of rocked the boat because we weren't in the you know, top half of the conference, great. If, if it means when we go to an away game, uh, we have fun with the fans and the guys want to win games on the road and all that. That's great. But if it means you think Drew, Drew Gilbert's not a good person because he flipped his bat when he's wearing a costume and he's getting to play a kid's game, then I got an issue with that because he's probably one of the better kids I've ever met in my life. Every program's got a, a different culture. Every program's got a different personality, even on the same campus. But I look at Josh Heupel and his demeanor and how cool and calm he is and how confident he is. But he has a team that sort of has replicated his own personality. Yeah. Are you seeing the same yeah. with what? this football team? Yeah, and I, and I brought it up to our players. And then, long story short, watch the tape. And what I mean by that is go back and watch that guy play football. The way he acted on the field, the way he led that team, um, you know, just the way he progressed in his career, too, because I was a monster college football fan. I had more time to watch all that stuff. Watch what he did back then. He's doing it now. He's just older, more mature. He's had several jobs to help him prepare for this. But I don't know that anything helped prepare him like like that quarterback position at OU that he had. And he's doing it right now, and we're all reaping the benefits. You're having this show here, and we're enjoying what we got got coming tomorrow. Well, game day tomorrow. You yeah. know, monster fan. I mean, I I would watch that on a loop. Sports in our loop, but I would – I would not change the channel. I wasn't moving from the living room. I'd have a couple Pop-Tarts or whatever and watch college game day. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And that setting that where they put it on our campus is such good marketing for us. It shows it's not only a beautiful city, but we got a great campus. And the show's always fun to watch. Can we get ESPN to keep you on longer (laughs) next time? That was the shortest interview. It was very brief. You you had this guy who's got a great personality. I thought it was just misused because it could have been a little bit more than you know two questions or whatever it was. Well, I yeah. appreciate that. And talking about jail time or getting arrested, I was just trying to say how excited I was, and yeah. that's what came out on the radio. So I think that kind of put me... But see, that's great for you. Like, I don't yeah. see any downside to that. I know, I know people would argue and disagree, but I hear that quote, and it's a memorable quote, and one that you know people are responding to us and saying about that they love that quote. I just sure. don't see any downside to saying that. Well, it, maybe I'm maybe I'm weird though when I say that. I'm sure there's some Arkansas fan who hates it, right? Sure, sure. Well, I like it or not, I love them and, and my time there, and so. Uh, but we'll get to that when we have to play them. I think the fan base might have got us a series against Arkansas this year. You guys know how that whole went down with the schedule, but but anyway, as far as the game day thing, I mean, just getting out there was fun, but they don't want you to prepare for the do your job segment. So I was up there on that platform not knowing what was going to go down, but fortunately I survived. I'm glad I was on there for a few seconds, mainly for our baseball program. Well, I'm giving you credit here. You're not an idiot. You you knew what you were saying, and that lead, that you leaned into your brand when you said that. 
Like you're playing this off very well. Like you didn't know what <laughs> it was. To it say. was. It, it's a great. That was a, it's great, a great line. Line. And even for the haters, they were like, "Yeah, that that's Tony Vitello." Well, there. It was to, hilarious to say the Florida game is going to be awesome. Doesn't make sense. You got to be in the stadium with 106,000 fans that act like our fans do, <laughs> and the other SEC fans that are good too to know what it's going to be like and awesome or great or superb does not get it and and even getting arrested doesn't get it it's better than that <laughs> i say this is a compliment i promise <laughs> but your your level of enthusiasm for the football team when you, you would see you on tv on the sideline getting crazy and everything well a lot of places a lot of people it could come across as phony right you watch you're like oh, oh no yeah doubt. this guy can't be that into it yeah you know it, it's as bad as brian kelly's southern accent type deal right <laughs> yes um but i watch you great example i watch you doing that and it seems genuine to me that you're really that big of a fan and you get that excited about massive competition. Am I, I wrong? No, I, I like the competition. Uh, my dad who's here, also he coached Bill Miller. Uh, I grew up sitting on all the benches. He coached everything at the high school. And you, you cheer for – it's an all-sport thing. I know there was a back and forth at the score up north, but that that's <laughs> nothing to me. But it's an all-school thing. We're all in this together. And so, yeah, I like the competitive aspect that. And then I just like standing on the sideline next to Al Wilson. I wish I could come back and be that guy. That guy's unbelievable. <laughs> he's unbelievable. And how many people still shout his name when he's walking around that sideline? All, all Everyone of recognizes when Al Wilson comes back for a game. All of them, including his teammates. The way they look at him is different. than the, It's such a close bond, you can tell they had. But the, what that guy did on the field was great. What he did in the locker room, I didn't get to experience it, but you can tell it was epic. Brad Lampley was going to join us next. He's always said he's been around a lot of leaders in a lot of different walks of life. Al Wilson is still the greatest leader he's ever been around when he was on that team uh, with Al Wilson, the greatest leader he's ever seen. He's also the greatest attorney we've ever had. Yes, yeah, he's also our agent. Well, our attorney, might, so need, I might need to get a business card as well. Yeah, he's, <laughs> some contract negotiations for us definitely help. Um, Danny White recently said Tennessee is only 5,500 tickets away from selling out next year's season tickets for football. And then he went on to say, and this, this really caught my attention, you know, we've seen attendance figures dropping all over the country but I'm not sure that our situation with Tennessee fans is reflective of the rest of the country. You saw that a year ago with the success of your team. You saw it this past year. Would you agree with that statement? Not that Tennessee is completely immune from things going on across the country in sports, but that it's very different here. It is different. It's the first thing. When I got the job, people wanted to know what's the thing that stands out to you most about you know the first few days and people. And I said that the people are different. And I would use the phrases like welcoming and, of course, during the honeymoon, people. but I mean just going to a restaurant across the street, you know, or going down to Calhoun's. And it's, it's a different type of deal here. And uh, it's one of the reasons why things were so great here for so many years in so many different sports. And we could sit here and dissect why there was a lull in all that. But that lull, I think anyone who's lived a good life and has been through thick and thin with the Vols is going to look back and see those lean years helped every sport in a weird way, and it also helped our fan base in a weird way. Tony Vitello, our guest on Outkick 360. I'm hearing Sinatra in the background, which made me check the score. (laughs) Top nine, Yankees and Guardians tied at two. Um, I thought maybe the Yankees had won this game. That's why I checked it. Who do you like in the postseason? I was getting cocky and thought Sinatra, Vitello, they were trying oh, to. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Fair enough. The Sinatra just plays wherever you go. Yeah. He's always serenading you in the speakers yeah. of any place. No. Either Yankees or a cigar club for me yeah. when I hear that. No, and speaking of Italians, my boy Andrew Benintendi's on the shelf for the Yankees. We need to get him back. In order to do so, they're going to have to keep winning. But I, I think they, you know, they got a little bit of mojo. Obviously, it's a high-priced group. 
Um, you know, but they also have a little bit of team mojo going. And I think everybody rallying around Judge's thing and cheering for him kind of creates something, you know. What what a way to respond when you bet on yourself. Yeah, you know? no question. Resetting that. But, but, I mean, the offer, it's, it's tough to turn down the offer the Yankees gave him, first and foremost. I mean, it was low for him now, but at the time we're like, is this smart? Because he's hurt all the time. Not this year. Who do you like yeah. in the National League? Oh, I don't know how you beat the Dodgers with that lineup, but obviously yeah. the Pods have done it once, so it means they can do it again. The The Braves, to me, are the easy team to say because of proximity. I've become a little bit of a fan, and I'm yeah. surrounded by them. But well, that, in proximity to a, a title also a year yeah, ago yeah, yeah. with the same group. But I, I think they've got the best culture. Now, having said that, we're fortunate enough to know a lot of people in Major League Baseball, and, and the Dodgers have a winning culture. Mookie Betts is a leader um, as well as other players. So that's going to be the most fun one to me is, is if the Dodgers can win playing against the Braves. Did you happen to see Dansby Swanson and Kyle Wright? get the orange Gatorade out in front of them for, for the press conference. <laughs> really funny, you know, two Vandy guys. Yeah. And they had an orange Gatorade pitcher in front of them for their press conference. And they kind of joked and said, get that out of here. We don't do orange. Yeah. And they said that they, they moved it out of the way in their shot. So it's good. It's good they showed a little personality. Yeah. <laughs> Any publicity is good publicity, right? Yeah, yeah. Kyle Wright, uh, we, he, he probably stuck it on. I was at Arkansas. We probably saw his best college game and, it's so fun to watch those guys. Everybody's good in our league, but then you got the freaks, and like Hendon Hooker and like Bryce Young. It's just fun to be around those guys and up close and personal. Um, tomorrow, if when Tennessee wins, however you want to phrase it, um, over under how many of your your players are storming the field? <laughs> now that you said that, I know what I'm going to say. We've got a second part of our practice coming up. Afterwards, I'm going to say, do what you got to do, but be careful. Be careful. I don't even know if you can take the goalpost. I think they collapse the goalpost now. Oh, I, 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 Chad, I Chad will be out there doing it too. Tony, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I, I hear you, but I might. I, have, I think there's always a way. I might have to at least check a box about being I mean, safe. I should have asked you if you're storming the field tomorrow. Well, I was on the field of Florida, and everybody's talking about, you know, all the non-coaches are talking about <laughs> are the are we allowed to storm the field of the students coming down and everyone's like let's make sure this thing's over with and people have seen us uh not do so great against florida we're quick to chime in yeah. like, let's wait till the clock says zero 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 i'm glad tennessee did not storm the field for that game though they were favored in it they won that's what that's what good fan bases do now beat alabama and tomorrow. all bets are off yeah, yeah. it could be a field storm dude good to see you man i appreciate you guys having me it's an honor you battled the traffic and the golf cart and everything so yeah my driver was suspect but uh hey man it, it worked out okay we could be so lucky to have a golf cart right now you yeah. know we got yeah. chad driving us he's our chauffeur. Right, yeah trying to parallel park I've, yeah. I've been to cool beans and there you if go. i can get a good disguise i might sneak back in here for halloween we'll absolutely else. hey we'll thanks see, again we'll for the video for my cousin's team too yeah my really pleasure. appreciate that tony vitello has been our guest thank you coming up brad lampley joins us on outkick 360. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really good though. <laughs>
one of our favorites, Brad Lampley, joins us. Outkick 360 rolls on with Chad Withrum, Jonathan Hutton, PK back with us next week and join some time with family in the Titans bye week. Brad is back in town because the Tennessee Vols are in Knoxville as we broadcast live from Cool Beans. This is my first time here, Brad. This is um, this is not my first time this, here. Well, well, I know you're shocked to hear that. This is the spot for all Tennessee football players over the age of 21. I'll be very clear about that. Yeah, but they do ID here. When, when you texted me and said we're going to be at Cool Beans, I'm like, I've got to go check out the famous <laughs> Cool Beans because it's all I hear about every weekend from all the players. It's funny. This was, this was my spot when I was at, at Tennessee, but I, I hit up a buddy who was in my fraternity, and, I, and his son is now in our fraternity. And I said, hey, get get the fraternity, Sigma Nu over, yeah. tell him to send him. And his response was, you know, they, they card, actually, at, they at Cool Beans. So yeah. that's a problem for those with <laughs> fake IDs. So and, they're and not going to come over there uh, because they know they follow the rules. Apparently cool they are very, very discerning yes. here. here. Yeah. I mean, like, you just can't pass a fake off. They will, they will take that's, it. They so will take I've been it to, By the way, last time I was on, I followed Heath Shewer, College Football yeah. Hall of Famer, you know, or – you know, yes. Heisman runner up. Today is Tony Patello. I mean, next time is it going to be Dolly Parton? I mean, who who have I got to come on after next time? Possibly. Maybe Peyton? <laughs> Maybe uh, who, your, who your buddies are. Do, do, you, do you laugh when you hear fans that feel like Peyton's a curse in some way when he's around hey, the Big Tennessee hey, football hey, game? I, I, got, my, I got a 10-year-old daughter who was like a nervous wreck because she's heard <laughs> enough of this in school yeah. in fifth grade that she's like, she was nervous that Peyton's going to be there. And so I texted him last night. I said, you may want to sacrifice a chicken or something because like we've got this whole curse thing going on and it's it, it, everybody's worried about it. So. I, I do have to remind people though, I said, you know, uh, Peyton was around some Alabama games. He was three and yeah, one yeah, in we're those pretty games. Good, pretty so good in those days. He was not a curse in those games no. when he played Alabama. Brad, of course, uh, played uh, here at Tennessee as well. Um, what does this rivalry mean to you amongst the other teams on this schedule? Well, you know, they've been the gold standard for, you know, the, I guess the modern era, right? Yeah. And, and, and so, but, but, you know, going back to when I played, it was, you know, we got to Tennessee, that was the thing, right? You know, Coach Majors had struggled with them, and it was always a big, big deal, you know, beating Bama. up. But then our biggest rival became Florida because we, you know, we had some, you know, 93, we had the tie game, which I still say is the worst loss we've ever had. <laughs> and it was a tie against, you know, David I love Palmer. That. Uh, 94, we, we really had them here. And we just, you know, but we had a young quarterback, and you felt like, okay, that might be the last time we lose to him. 95, we just knew it. We knew we were going to kick the door down, and that's exactly what happened. Still one of the greatest locker room environments ever, smoking cigars with the governor of Tennessee after that game. But this has always been kind of one of the games, right? And and so you can always tell a Tennessee fan by, by sort of when they became a fan, who is it that you hate more? Is it Bama or is it Florida? If you ask me, it's Florida because I, I almost went to Bama. A lot of our players that I played with almost went to Bama. That was really the, the decision to make. Now it's, it's, you know, these guys have been up on top of the mountain so long. God, would it be cool to smoke a cigar tomorrow. That would be just, that'd be one of the top five days of my life, I, I think, in most fans. I'll life. smoke yeah. one with you either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way. Win, or, win or lose, we can smoke one. Uh, we can. Yeah, that's right. You. That's um, right. I, I, you know, I'm old enough as a, as a fan, but as someone who follows college football, to understand the significance of Tennessee and Alabama. Yeah. But I still hate Florida more. Oh, yeah. And here's the reason, Brad. Tell me if you agree or disagree. There is a begrudging respect between Tennessee and it's, Alabama yeah, that right. does not exist between Tennessee and Florida. It's funny. I feel like the Alabama fans hate Tennessee way more than the other way around. I think that I think there is a from 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 the standpoint of the guys that I played with, we all there's a respect for Bama. There there really is, yeah. and, and you know, and I think the fans feel that same way. Florida is just man. You get up the day of the Florida game, you're ready to fight somebody. It is just absolute hatred. That's just the way it is. It's it kind of the way change. Bama A uh, and M may become right. Yeah. Just a sheer yeah. hatred, and it's good. And have, respect either way. It's good 
have a little hate rivalry, Absolutely. but it's also good to have the respect rivalry where you're going to – and look, I, I, we'll to tailgate tomorrow, and I'll have a couple of Alabama football players, former players, at our tailgate. They're friends of ours. I mean, you know, and just like, that. hey, welcome on. It's it's uh, very two very, very similar programs. If you're a historian of the game, if you love the game the way I know I do, the Bear Bryant, General Nealon thing, it's just, it's just so cool to be a part of this rivalry still. What you have know. you learned about this Tennessee team from when you joined us prior to kickoff of the season against Ball State to today? They're starting to believe. I think I think before, you know, we talked a lot about the culture, you know, Ball State, and, and the culture is amazing. But, you know, back then, Ball State, you really weren't sure what you had. I don't know that anybody thought we'd be at this point 5-0 and oh, the third Saturday in October. In amazing Heifel's weather. second year. In, in his second year. And it just goes to show you sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle. And, I mean, with a great coach and a great culture, and it just happens. And sometimes, and I, and I talked to Danny White about this the other day, sometimes it's not always the can't-miss coaching hire because sometimes a lot of those can't-miss guys guys, they don't turn out the right way. I don't know that a lot of fans, he was hype was in their top five of guys that they wanted, but look where we are now. And and it's just I think it's just the right mix of the kids and the coaching staff and the culture and all of it kind of hitting at once. And that's that's what it feels like. I don't know whether we win tomorrow or not. Honestly, you know, you kind of feels like house money at this point. I agree. Because you that. don't win it, it you're okay. You're, you you've got a lot of stuff out there still to play for in this day and age. So it's it's uh, I, I just I can't believe we're in this position. It's really exciting. There's a mutual friend of ours who, who said this, and it, it rang true to me. He said, "You know, Alabama's really not special. They just hired the right coach. Right. right. There's no reason that Tennessee yeah. can't be that again, yeah. or get on the same level right. by hiring the right coach. That's right. Yeah, we've it, got all it, the right. It certainly resources. feels like a year and a half in." Tennessee's hired the right coach. It feels like it, and I just I just see how the kids have responded, how they believe in each other, and the, the culture in the locker room, and it's just and that you can't fake culture, you really can't. And culture, even this day, yes, talent is paramount, right? I mean, you got to have the talent, you got to have the Jimmys and Joes, as Coach Former used to say. But man, you've got to have the right culture too, because if you've got supremely talented guys that don't like each other, aren't going to play hard for each other, or aren't going to play hard for the staff, it didn't really it didn't matter, you know. And we've seen a lot of those teams. You know, we're starting to see some of those teams now, quite honestly. Not naming any names, but yep. there's some teams with a lot of talent that aren't, aren't really playing all that well. Brad, They're, final 30 seconds here. You make the drive from Nashville to <laughs> Knoxville, and you always get energized and amped up on your drive oh, to Rocky yeah. Top. Yeah. What was this drive like for you? Uh, we've been up here all week with Dollywood yesterday, our youngest, oh. on fall break. It, it, there's just nothing better than East Tennessee. I mean, my gosh, this place is amazing. It's gorgeous. The fans, the way it matters here. I've been watching the Vol Navy show up. I mean, there, there were like five boats on Monday, and now there's like 35. It's just unbelievable. This place is amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's college football heaven. That's what it is. Here we are. We are here. <laughs> we're in Knoxville. We made it. The college football universe is centered right here for Tennessee and Alabama. It will be on Chad Withrow's top ten games of the college football weekend. Those are next.